Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. Hi everybody, I am Megan Thompson and I wanted to focus on a special topic uh, that I think is really important that I hear from parents a lot, just typical um, parenting logic that I I read and hear about all the time that is not serving you. It's actually setting you up for failure. Um, So what we're doing is acknowledging what's going on when your child is exploding at home. And uh, particularly, I want to discuss what's going on when your highly sensitive kid is either irritable or having meltdowns or major behaviors at home that you want to help them fix and, and shift away from that emotional expression in that way that's not effective for them. And um, what I hear from parents a lot of the time is that they say, well, you know, they, they save it for me because I'm their home base. And I really want to get clear on what's going on here. Now, if your child is struggling at school and they're holding it all in, we notice that your, your kiddo is highly sensitive and they hear from teachers, whether that be that they need to you know, keep their behavior in check or whether or not they'll um, have teachers who are using valid threats to keep the, the school in check, um, or if it's just your child's perception and understanding that children need to behave and sit still in school and in, in the school system or in camps if your kids have, haven't started school yet um, or at grandma's house, wherever they're going outside of the home. If your child is holding it all together and then really struggling at home or I really want you to pay attention today because there are a lot of myths that you're probably telling yourself or following from other professionals in the uh, the parenting space or in the mental health space that are really um, setting you back and perpetuating the struggle that you're having at this point. What I want to do today is really get clear on what we're talking about. So when we think about recognizing that your child is holding it all in and then exploding at home, what we're what, what this does for you as a parent is it sets you up for feeling lost and confused. You know, did I do something wrong? Um, what, what could I do differently? Am I a bad parent? Why can't I help my child manage their emotions throughout the day? All of that shame, frustration, stuckness leads to anger sadness, disappointment as well. And so what do you do? You take action on that, right? You start Googling, kiddo frustrated at school, what happened? Um, or you're talking to other parents, you know, I think my child's overwhelmed at school, what, ha- what, you know, what should I do? And what do you hear? You hear conventional wisdom. Conventional wisdom, whether that be from a parenting book or a parenting blog or a parenting podcast or other parents, is that, well, it's a good thing because your child is holding all of their their intense emotions for where they feel safe. 
and that's your relationship at home. And so what we're, what we're, what this does when you hear that advice, um, you know, that your child is, is expressing their intense emotions from you and they're doing that in front of you because they feel safe and that this is a good thing and that you should feel blessed that your child feels, um, feel safe enough to express their emotions with you. What that does for you is it, it creates a sense of relief as a parent. Oh goodness. Oh, that's a good thing because it's, it's good that my, my child is expressing their emotions, even if it's intense, um, because at least they're not holding it all in. And what that does is creates a sense of um, complacency for you as a parent. And what I really want to do is talk about how this is damaging your relationship with your child and how this is damaging your perspective of your child's capacity for change, as well as damaging your child's ability to shift their own perspective on their own abilities. Now, if you've been following me for a while, you've started to recognize and, and observe, and if not, you're welcome. Um, you'll start to, to be clear here that if your child's having regular meltdowns or regular emotional outbursts, it means that they are flooded by their emotions. Their emotions are too big, too strong, too intense, and too long for them to manage. And that creates a feeling of not safe, not being safe. And when your child does not feel safe in their own emotions, they explode. Whether they do it at home or they do it at school is neither here nor there, quite frankly, because the, the problem at this point is that your child is experiencing tense emotions and does not know what to do with it. And when your child is living that scary life and you are following parent blogs or parenting experts who say that that's okay and that you should um, just keep going, just keep swimming, <laughs> um, or that this too shall pass, that wisdom, that advice is wrong. What it does is it keeps you stuck. What it does is it makes you feel better. It puts a Band-Aid on something that needs surgery. And when that happens, you feel a little bit better. Okay, all right, I just need to stick it out. I just need to wait a little bit longer. I just need to chill out. My child will figure it out on their own. They're just communicating their emotions in the best way they know how, and they'll grow out of it. Um, and as long as I'm here and I'm validating, those intense emotions will subside eventually. And I am here to tell you that that is not true. When your child is experiencing intense emotions and they are highly sensitive and they were frequently melting down or frequently highly irritable, angry, aggressive, or frustrated, it means that they do not have the skills to manage their emotions. And when that's the case, it means that you need to take a direct role in shifting how they manage their emotions. Otherwise, they are not going to learn that skill. Highly sensitive children struggle with generalizing their skills. So any parenting book, blog, or um, expert that you're listening to that is not teaching this direct lesson, you need to throw those books away. Because the direct accountability and support that you need to shift this dynamic for your child is not something that you can pick up and read. I've been doing this for 10 years. I know what works. And if I could recommend a book, I would be happy to help you. But the problem is, is that I have been, I used to recommend book casts, and what I noticed is the parents got super frustrated and the parents got really, really, really tired of trying to pick up those books and to struggle. And when they weren't able to implement or when the, the, the advice was wrong, they got mad at their kid. And it wasn't 
always direct anger, but when you're frustrated and you can't help your child manage their emotions and you're being told by other professionals that all you have to do is wait it out, that leaves helplessness and hopelessness in your heart. And when that happens, resentment breeds, resentment builds. It has to, because you, when, whenever anybody is, is, I was just speaking um, on my coaching call with my clients today, whenever anybody is bleeding on the floor and no one's helping them or they don't know what to do, they are stuck in hopelessness. And when you're stuck in hopelessness, there's nothing else you can do but play the victim. And so when you as the parent are the victim to your child's emotions because somebody had been repeatedly telling you that your child is close enough to express their emotions and so just show them empathy and this will solve its problem on its own, part of you knows that that's not actually true, that it's not happening. Now, listen to me. Don't take this sentence, these statements, as justification for not demonstrating empathy for your child. Empathy is very important. It's one of the key things that I teach. But it is just one very, very particular part of the puzzle here. And so what's very important for you to be aware is that if you're following um, and, and, and learning and churning and trying to validate and empathize and show your child that they understand, and that's met with anger and frustration and your child telling you to be quiet and your child to say, stop talking and, and irritability and, and, and be, you know, I don't need this from you or, or stop it, then you're missing something. There's something that's not working. And you have to wake up to that because if you're following other people who are just saying, this will move on, it's just a matter of time, they'll grow out of it. It breaks my heart when I hear parents say this, that they've, you know, they've either talked to their spouses and their spouses have said this, or their pediatricians have said this, or the books they read say this, or the, you know, kids therapists or the, or the other, you know, mental health professionals will say this. Um, recognizing that your child can communicate their emotions in any way that they can. And right now it's meltdowns Um, and that that's a strength. And that's something that you uh, should accept and be okay with is not going to set you and your family up for success in living a peaceful and joyful household. If you want true connection, then your child dumping their emotions on you like a dump truck is not the way that you get that. What you're doing instead in those moments is saying, okay, you're a volcano. I'm here to catch you when you can erupt. But what you're not doing is teaching your child to stop being a volcano. What you're not doing is teaching your child to feel capable of not taking on the role of being a volcano, of not living the life that they are a volcano, of not associating sensitivity with explosivity. And when that happens, when you are missing the mark in that respect, you are teaching your child that this is how they have to live. They just have to put up with it. And when you just put up with it, your child learns that they are not worthy of living in a peaceful and joyful home. Now, guys, I'm using these, this, these particular words, put up with it, um, stay, you know, dull with this emotion, Um, turn the other cheek. I'm using those strong words with you today, not 
to justify or to teach you to like go tell your kid to suck it up. That is the exact opposite of what I teach. Not to tell your kid to go to their room and be quiet and express their emotions explosively to someone else other than you because you are no longer their dumping ground. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying here is that if your validation and your empathy and your love and connection is not helping your child figure out how to dissipate their emotions on a regular basis in a safe way, then you are missing many puzzles, puzzle pieces to the puzzle of helping your child become emotionally intelligent and experience joy on a regular basis. And so if that's the case, it makes perfect sense then you're feeling stuck. It makes perfect sense that you're, you've got your head in the sand and it makes perfect sense that you're moving through the day not paying attention to whether or not this is actually creating progress for you. And I really want to help you see that you can make this shift in a much shorter fashion than when you're listening to other professionals or when you're, when you're following um, other support systems in, in your lives. Uh, it is a very large common misconception that children who unload on their parents feel safe enough to unload. What's happening here is that your child feels unsafe throughout the day and has met their limit. So I really want to shift your perspective on that, change the way that you view what's going on, um, and recognize that your child feels unsafe when they unload in that manner. And when that's happening, what you're doing is picking up the pieces of your child's explosion. And when you start to recognize that your child is exploding on a regular basis because they feel unsafe, out of control, and scared, you have to take action. Because if you're not, what are you doing here? Why did you have kids? I mean, honestly, this is even the words coming out of my mouth feel hard to, to say, but I have to say it to you. If you decided to have children and you want to raise them in a way that helps them feel loved and, and, and full of life and capable of solving their own problems, then you have to start with teaching them that they are capable of managing their own emotions. And you have to teach them that that is something that they can do in a very swift manner. Because I work with parents and I help them do this all the time. I help parents go from three to four meltdowns that last 60 minutes to a day to three to four meltdowns a month to three to four meltdowns a year. And we do that in as little as eight weeks in terms of structuring that and making that shift so that throughout the rest of the year, they see no more meltdowns. And what we do here is recognize that for you as a parent of a highly sensitive child, if you are justifying from whatever you read somewhere else or heard somewhere else, that your child is at least unloading with you, and that that's okay, then you need to, need to, need to shift your perspective. And I encourage you to get on the phone. I encourage you to watch my masterclass, understand what it takes to shift this perspective, where the importance is that you need to hear for, and what your child needs to hear from you in order to understand that they can have all of they want in, in the world and that living a, a painful life has nothing to do with being highly sensitive. And when you teach them that by getting on the phone and, and learning what works and deciding to make a major change in your family and ensuring that both parents, if you're in a two-parent household, are clear that you will no longer live this life, then that's when you make that shift. Because parents who are decisive, committed, resourceful, and certain 
that they will no longer live a life where they feel emotionally drained and when their child feels like an emotional volcano every day, that's when you make those changes. That's when you realize that you are worth living a different life. And that's when your child feels better because your child hears that you will no longer put up with their suffering anymore, that you are their lifeguard and that you are keeping them from drowning every day. And when that happens, they feel capable of solving all of their problems by themselves. And what I mean by that is that given, depending their age, that they come to you instead of hit. They come to you instead of wishing they were dead. They come to you instead of hiding under the bed. They come to you instead of holding in the fact they've been bullied for three months. They come to you instead of um, yelling at their teacher, instead of saying, well, you know, you be quiet to other people. When that happens, when they talk to you about it, when they communicate clearly in a developmentally appropriate level, so that means using their words to say, I'm mad, I'm frustrated, I'm upset, this bothered me, I didn't like it. Ages two and up can do this, guys. I'm not kidding. When they do that, that's when you know that your child is safe in your home expressing their emotions. So, be sure to go to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash talk to get on the phone to make a decision about shifting this perspective for your family, saying no more to living this life full of pain and, and lack of change and lack of happiness and well-being and, and um, emotional wealth in your family. And when you do that, your child knows that they are worth all of the world because that's why you had them in the first place. Thank you for joining me on this episode of how to parent your highly sensitive child like a ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So. To see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.